0: online and worldwide it's the black and blue report live sort of from studio b
1: here's sean kelly how goes it tuesday edition of the black and blue report of course we hope this finds you well wherever you may be and whatever time or purpose you have As you listen to our program today, thanks for joining us again. We're really excited about today's show as we've got uh, some very interesting guests lined up for you. And, of course, we'll wrap up Black and Blue Report today with a full report of the morning practice on Airline Drive for the New Orleans Saints. Producer Dan is here, D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra. I'm Sean Kelly, and John Deshays will be joining in uh, on different occasions during the program today. As a matter of fact, he will join us in segment two. John and I sit down with... Pelicans guard Eric Gordon. We haven't heard a lot from Eric in some time, and we get a lengthy conversation with Mr. Gordon about how his summer's been going, what lies ahead. You all asked for him when I kind of put out the uh, feeler on Twitter on Sunday night, looking for your input with regard to guests, and Eric Gordon was mentioned by many, so we are going to try and deliver that to you today. We're also going to get a visit from an old friend, Scott Fujita, now with Fox Sports 1, the former Saint and Super Bowl champion, is our guest today. We talk about a myriad of topics. He's going to be back in town for the opener against Atlanta as a part of also Team Gleason uh, responsibilities. So we're anxiously uh, awaiting his arrival in September, but we get him today for you on the Black and Blue Report. And then in our uh, fourth segment today, before we wrap up practice and the program, Jay Richardson uh, stops by the show. Richardson is in a battle to stay on the Saints roster, the 53-man roster that will come around to start the regular season, and I think he's got a pretty good shot. He's shown pretty well for himself through the first two preseason games on the defensive side of the ball. He's a great story in that he's fighting his way back into the NFL after really not being a part of it in the last two years. He was in training camp with the Jets last year. Uh, things didn't pan out the Saints, uh, had him in for a workout, eventually signed him, and then uh, it all worked out great because Richardson had played for Rob Ryan at Oakland, and so they're reunited, and Richardson's a part of getting the Rob Ryan system in place. We'll talk to him about uh, his efforts to get back into the NFL, and we'll also talk to him about his work back home in his uh, home state of Ohio, where he and a business partner run a pretty successful insurance firm and how that all plays in here's a guy kind of doing it the old way and that is having that second job if you will away from football the two are trying to stay aligned right now uh, but his focus at the moment is certainly making the black and gold roster so a very good show for you today again eric gordon scott fujita jay richardson and we'll wrap up practice today with some sound following practice could be from sean payton who, Whoever steps to the microphone, we're going to bring it to you uh, as we get out of here today on the Black and Blue Report. So full show ahead. I don't have anything else on my mind but these great guests today, and I hope that you enjoy. And we'll get right to John DeShazer,
2: myself, and Eric Gordon next. What makes auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? Or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice? Actually, what you may like the most is. Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.
3: Portland Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second-chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase.
4: Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today.
0: Chicks dig the long ball.
4: Gordon, right of the
1: key, crossover dribble, to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play.
0: Now, back to the Black and Blue Report.
1: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report this Tuesday with John DeShazer, Sean Kelly. We are excited to talk a little NBA and Pelicans basketball. We're even more excited to get number 10 on the program for the first time. Eric Gordon joining us on the telephone he is yet to get to New Orleans but as he told us earlier everybody's making their way down to the Crescent City and getting ready for the season. Happy uh happy August to you E. I hope that you've uh, been able to get a little bit of rest this month.
5: Yeah, for sure. I've been getting a lot of rest this summer and uh you know, I just can't wait to get back started get the season back started.
1: Have you been have you been rehabbing? I think when we all broke Broke at the end of the season. There, there was talk that you were going to get some things done, and and that there would be some rehab involved. What what all happened there for you since the end of the season?
5: Well, yeah, I did have a an uh, ankle surgery uh, probably two weeks after the season ended, and uh, and I just and I've just been rehabbing it uh, ever since then, almost every day. And uh, it's been a, it's been a long it's been a long and tough task at hand, and and uh, I've been taking it slowly so I could really. Uh, you know, by the time training camp starts, I won't really have to have to worry about too too much of anything, and I'm just starting to get my explosiveness back.
1: I talked to a mutual friend of ours, Mark Spears, a couple of weeks ago, and Mark told me that he, after having had a chance to talk with you, told me that Eric is as happy as I can remember him being, and that perhaps even though there's been rehab. A normal off season is going to serve him well. Was he was he right on the money and what he was telling me?
5: Well, I definitely, I mean, I'm definitely happy with this team. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of speculation towards a lot of people towards me. You know, as far as you know, maybe dealing with injuries, maybe if I'm happy here or not, and. You know, at the end of the day, I'm here to play basketball and and, and to get better. You know, I'm young and and still, and I'm and I'm all about winning, and that's that's what I'm trying to uh, accomplish here. You know, we haven't had the best two seasons ever since I was here, and uh, we just now we have a pretty good group to where we can show uh, a lot more promise, and uh, and it'll show. You know, uh, show my game and other and everybody else's game as we collectively get better together.
6: How much did the additions of Drew Holiday and Tyreek Evans serve to kind of spur you on to to kind of jack you up?
5: Well, definitely, well, it definitely means that a lot that we have them because now you got guys who can score, who can play make, and I think in in our how we play and in, in our offense, that's what we need. You know, uh, guys who could do. You know, they're not. You know, we don't have a lot of one dimensional guys. We got guys who could just go go out there and get it themselves and. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just it's just going to make the game a, a lot more easier.
6: Now, certainly we're not privy to, to what Coach Williams has in mind for you guys, Coach Monty Williams, but do you anticipate this being more of maybe an up-and-down team, a team that's going to run a little more?
5: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you, you have guys who are uh, better athletes, better scores. And and for us to, I think, to even be a better team, I think that's what we have to do is play a little bit more up, tip both, faster pace.
6: You know, Eric, you mentioned your injuries. What was your frustration level like? Because I mean, you mentioned how people have have you know critiqued you from the outside. Talk about your personal frustration with those issues. Because the two seasons you've been in New Orleans, you haven't been you know healthy for either one of those seasons.
5: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I came in to New Orleans when I got traded there, and I had a and I had a knee injury, and it needed to be. And the only way I can help myself and help the team is if I had surgery and come back and be able to play and. uh, and then, you know, when you're, you know, dealing with the knee injury and you're trying to come back as early as possible, then now, now you're dealing with, you know, your other leg and, and dealing with, you know, ankle surgery the following year. So, you know, this is, that's why this now, this is the best time to really regroup this past, this comes this past summer and to really, you know, focus on myself and really working on my game because I've been dealing with rehab the past two years. That's, that that has been, you know, the number one priority and focus.
1: Is it is it smart to say that um, you want to show us something, being the fans this season? Do you, do you almost come in with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, or what's the what's the best way to characterize your your um, your approach to what we're going to see in the fall?
5: Basically, just to see how I am when I'm healthy from the start of the season. Uh, the past two seasons that that hasn't happened. Uh, I haven't played in a training camp for the past two years, so. Now I'll get that chance, and and you know to play a full guaranteed season. You know that, that's that's been the, the main thing. I don't have to really worry. I don't have to worry about injuries. It's all about now is building strength in my legs and uh, and to you know be ready be ready for starting training camp.
1: You know, John mentioned Drew Holiday, Eric. I, I I'm hearing and and I think this is correct. You guys have some past together, don't you? You did you play AAU together? You know, is there some history between you two?
5: Yeah, well first we played, uh, uh we did play in high school against each other, but we really got to know each other, you know, these past, you know, forty five years, uh, in USA basketball. We've we've really, you know, gone against each other a few times and uh, you know, once you get once you once you're you know, play get a chance to play in that USA basketball, you, you get more acclimated to everybody.
6: You know, Eric, we know the guys add uh, to their games each off season. Is there something new that we can expect from Eric Gordon this season?
5: You know, with me being healthy, uh, you going to see a lot of you going to see a lot of things. I you know, during these past two seasons, I've always I've always showed uh, signs of what I could do of, you know, maybe have a very explosive game. There's been games where I have first put up a lot of points in the first half or maybe in the second half or hit game winning shots. Now it's just time to officially, you know, put that all back all uh together you know each game of the
1: season. There was so much that happened with the off season, Eric. I, I'm I'm trying to think back to an off season where we saw as much player movement, or specifically, I guess what I'm getting at is, it sure seems like the West was already pretty difficult, but it seems to be even more difficult now. And I'm wondering, even with the changes, you know, made here on Airline Drive with the Pelicans. Where, where the New Orleans team with, with you back healthy and Tyreek and Morrow and Holiday and, of course, Anthony Davis, where it all fits into this new, bigger, bolder Western Conference?
5: Yeah, well, you know, we're, that's a mystery. You know, it, we have a lot of we, – we, I still think we, we still have a good ways to go. I think we could be a potential playoff team this year, and uh, that's what we definitely strive for. But, you know, we're still a young team the number one thing for us now is chemistry and uh and the good thing is now we we do have the talent to be a playoff team and now it's just trying to get the chemistry together
1: all right before we let you go because i know you weren't able to be in town for the big uniform unveiling but um what'd you think what'd you think when you saw your teammates in the new duds
5: well you know it's always a good thing for the for organization and uh you know, the jerseys, as far as, you know, the uniforms, they're very, you know, very solid, and, and uh, you know, all I could do is, all we could do is get ready to put it on and really represent the, the organization this season.
1: And uh, you're Indianapolis Colts, are they going to be any good this fall?
5: Oh, I think so. I think so. We're always the underdog, and uh, I think they're definitely shocked some people this season.
6: I don't know if you should answer that. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, it's Saints country down here. <laughs> hey,
5: I watch out for the Saints too. Now I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be good for sure.
6: What?
1: And actually, I'm. I'm. This sparked this last question for me. You know, we're about to step into this very unique world where an NBA team and an NFL team are going to be together on the same campus, same, same lunchroom. Uh, the two facilities are a parking lot apart. Um, there's going to be a lot of Seeing the other guys, if you know what I mean, have you, have you thought about that or what that experience might be like to to be under the same roof as an NFL team?
5: Yeah, it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a great experience. It's almost like college, you know. You have timetables and and uh, you know, you know, just having intervention with some of the other, you know, with another sport. So I, it's, I think it's gonna be great and great atmosphere for sure.
1: Eric, I'm so glad you were able to join us this week. We are anxiously awaiting your return to New Orleans, and uh, I know at least for, for John and myself, we can't wait for the season to start. I'm pretty excited.
5: Yeah, yeah, I am also.
1: Appreciate your time. Take care, and we'll see you very soon. All right. Eric Gordon, everybody, of the New Orleans Pelicans. As he said, he'll be in town here soon enough. All the guys are getting ready to wrap up their off-seasons and we'll be in training camp in no time at all. So anyway, good to hear from me. And, um, and there's one of the guests that you all responded on Twitter to me on Sunday night. So we want to hear from Eric Gordon this week. And it has been delivered. Stay tuned. We've got more to come here on this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
7: Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you. Headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as Music Firsts. Like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music Firsts' history-making 50-51 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8 15 13. To play without purchase, submit your name, email address, and age to Music First Game, PO Box 753 726, El Paso, Texas 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AB St. Louis, Missouri.
1: The second annual Saints Back to Football Run, presented by Chevron, will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61 mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants, and a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finishers medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at NFLRunSeries.com Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, but we got, we've got some great guests this week. There's no doubt about it, and it continues here on this Tuesday as we, uh, as we welcome home, at least on the radio here, Scott Fujita, uh, who retired as a Saint uh, this past spring, who is a Super Bowl champion for this city, and now has hit the big time once again in a new profession as he is a part of the new Fox Football Daily, I hope I get that right, Scott, on Fox Sports One. Did I, did I get the title of the show right at least?
8: You got the show right, but the part of I need in big time, I'm not quite too sure about that. I'm still just a rookie trying to make my way, so we're starting all over again from square one.
1: <laughs> as long as you shove Jay Glazer around a little bit, I'll be really happy with you.
8: You know what? He's so physical all the time. I mean, I've known the guy for years, and he's always trying to put me in some kind of weird, like weird naked chokehold or slam me down and tap me out. And I'm like, dude, I'm retired now. You know, the whole the whole physical thing that, that's way behind me. Ease up a bit.
1: We, uh, we watched the show yesterday, the debut of the program. Um, are you, when you get on there, are you going to have a cell phone in your hand on camera all the time like Jay Glazer does?
8: You know, it's almost become kind of a caricature with him, that phone. It's like plastered to his hand everywhere he goes, even on the air, uh, which is just hilarious.
1: Did you, did you have any idea when you, when you signed up for this thing, what doing television, and I know, I know it seems to be now a trend with his Super Bowl teams, Jonathan Stinchcombe, Deuce McAllister, and I'm sure there's others, and now you all moving to the TV side. Did did you have any idea what you're getting into?
8: Absolutely not. I actually had no thought that this would ever even happen for me. Um, You know, when I retired, I really planned on taking a long time off to sort of unwind, catch my breath, relax a little bit, spend time with family, you know, which has been great. So I took, you know, a good four or five, maybe six months completely off, and then I I started to get a little bit antsy. You know, I don't sit still very well is what I found, and I think my wife was also ready for me to get out and find something to do. So... Um, I finally started taking a few calls and got a few calls from Fox and a few other places and they flew me in for a couple of meetings and then things just sort of grew from there. I felt good about the relationship. But yeah, in terms of getting into T V, um, you know, again I never saw myself, you know, being one of those exes and those, you know, talking football analysts. And what I think is kind of fun about Fox is that it's kind of an irreverent, you know, take on sports and football, especially in in my case, which I like, you know, kinda of being the Berkeley guy, I've always been sort of viewed as this irreverent alternative to the establishment. And that's how uh, Fox Sports 1 is sort of billing itself. So it's fun because it's new, um, but great, great bunch of guys to work with. Um, and now it's funny for guys like you, you mentioned, Stinchcomb and Deuce and me. I guess technically we're media now, um, but I heard Randy Moss say it best a few days ago. He said, I'm not media now. I'm just a guy who likes to talk about football. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good.
1: Uh, and, and, and it's not surprising that Randy would put a label on anything, especially himself. So
8: Right. Yeah, right. and Randy's great. He's a natural.
1: Let, let me ask you this. Do you, see the, do you see the game the same way now as when you played, or now that you've stepped away a little bit, are you watching it differently?
8: Um, it's funny because anytime I turn on the TV and I see training camp highlights, immediately my back and knees start to hurt. <laughs> so uh, it's just funny being on this side of it. Everybody always says, do you miss it? In general, no, I don't miss playing at all necessarily. Um, but it's funny because sometimes something emotional will happen that will sort of trigger that memory. Like, you know what, that was, that was pretty special. For instance, last week, um, you know, one of my Twitter followers had tagged me on a video, YouTube video, showing some highlights and pictures, you know, set to a really neat song, a Coldplay song um, from the 2006 St. season. So I, you know, took a few minutes to sit down and watch it. And it's stuff like that that really takes you back to that moment. And it, it reminds you of all the great things you went through, all the relationships you built. And those are the moments where you miss it but you know again actually watching training camp and watching games and, and seeing you know you know just just how how tough that game is to play i'm just i'm just way over the hill now i uh, love my time but um yeah it's uh, uh I'm, I'm a washed up old dog now
1: <laughs> oh uh, what well, you, you can't be what a day over what 36 something like that come on
8: I, i'm 34 going on 54 i got a lot of mileage on these wheels
1: <laughs> <laughs> i completely understand uh scott let me ask you this about the saints it seems with a lot of the big stories that are in the NFL right now, and there seems to be no shortage of them, even with Sean Payton returning uh, to the sidelines this fall, the Saints seemingly are flying under the radar. Are you in agreement with that?
8: It does seem that way. Um, and I think that's a good thing right now. You know, Much like in 2006, I know this is completely different circumstances, but um, we came in and didn't really know what we had, You know, what kind of team we were going to have assembled, um, how the team was going to bounce back from the Katrina year. So no one really knew. And I think, you know, Sean is doing a good job of taking that same approach this season. You know, there's been so much, you know, talk really throughout the offseason season. once Sean came back, what the team was going to be like. And a lot of times those conversations can be distracting. And, and players get asked about that kind of stuff every single day. The coaches get asked about it every single day. But the most important thing is the guys come in the morning, they punch in, they punch out at the end of the day, they put the time in, and you got to play on Sundays. And that's what it comes down to. Um, Sean, more than any coach I've ever been around, does a good job of, of sensing the pulse of the team um, and, and knowing when to you know, step on guys' throats, when to back off a little bit, when to throw a bone. Um, he does a really, really good job of that. So I think right now, flying under the radar is the healthiest team for that organization, especially given all the BS they've been put through the last couple of years.
1: Scott Fujita with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Scott, the NFC South is pretty stout. Um, so for a team like the Saints trying to put it back together again, um, is this the toughest division to do that in there right now?
8: No, I mean I, I'd say it's stout just at the top. you know I think Atlanta and New Orleans are are the two teams. I, I really don't know what we're going to see out of Tampa Bay. Carolina is one of those teams where they're dangerous because they got you know some some great athletes, but again they haven't been able to put it together yet either. So to me it comes down to Atlanta and New Orleans and you know fortunately for you know for Saints fans like myself, um, we know how that one usually ends up, so I feel good about that matchup. <laughs>
1: Uh, as far as um, as you look to analyze now the league in general, and you're getting ready to do so on a national television basis, scott i'm I'm curious, is there a player or even a team uh, that you see something big coming from that maybe we haven't all seen yet?
8: You know, you just mentioned the NFC South being you know a strong division. Um, what, what's funny to me is how the NFC West has become so strong and almost overnight. Uh, it just happened so fast where suddenly you've got these two powerhouses with San Francisco and Seattle. And, and, and it's fun for me because now I am kind of a fan of the game, and I get those games, you know, all the time living on the West Coast. And those are two fun teams to watch. You know, good offensive stars, you know, so to watch, but also defensively, they play really, really good football, which I enjoy watching. And another team I think that might sneak up and surprise some people, and I think they did last year to a certain extent, is the St. Louis Rams. So really, almost top to bottom, that division has become really strong, and I think you see some contenders coming out that could make a push for the Super Bowl, much like the Niners did last year.
1: Scott, a lot of folks will be uh, excited around uh, the Saints facility today to hear that I talked to you for the Black and Blue Report, and they're going to want to ask, if they don't know already, when you're going to come back and have a visit. How soon can you be here?
8: You know, I'll be there in a couple weeks. Plan on coming in Friday, September 6th. Uh, you know, be there for the weekend. Want to hang out with my buddy Steve Gleason for Gleason Gras, Going to have a great time. Uh, and obviously, I'll stay through the through the dome dome opener um, against Atlanta. So it'll be a fun weekend. You know, I wish I can come back more, but i got three kids now, two of whom are in school, so... Um, it's it's a loaded play, but I plan on being in New Orleans, you know, at least two or three times this season. It's always fun to come back. You know, it's it's one of those special places. Uh, I've never been shy about my feelings about the city, and you know, all the people have always been great to me. So I I love
1: coming back. Scott, I'm thinking about a Super Bowl championship. I'm thinking about your marriage and your birth, the birth of your children, and then I think about this year. You get to retire on your own terms from the NFL. You go to Machu Picchu. You get an NFL Network uh, job at Fox Sports One. Um, where does this whole run here rank in in that pantheon of good moments?
8: Yeah, you know, it's just an, it's an ongoing run, and, and I, I think I cherish every opportunity that's been thrown my way. You know, look, I was I was a former walk on in college, so I think it's just you know being being able to um, appreciate every time someone you know stuck out a hand and gave you an opportunity to either prove yourself or to have a great experience. So. Um, this is another good experience. It's something I've never done before, and I, that's, that's how I view it. As an experience, it's another step in the journey. I'm enjoying it. I want to have a lot of fun, um, and it's nice to get paid for something that doesn't beat your body up too bad.
1: Well, I can't wait to meet you in person when you come in for Gleason Graw, in the opener against those guys from Atlanta. Um, and we actually have something in common. We're both adopted.
8: Okay, there you go. There you, great. go. there you go. Share your story. That's what I always tell people.
1: I will. There's no doubt about that. Good luck on the uh, Fox Sports One work, and again, we can't wait to see you, and certainly appreciate your time today.
8: I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Scott Fajita with us on the Black and Blue Report, giving us a little national perspective, and we're anxiously awaiting his arrival back in the Crescent City here for the opener against Atlanta. We'll be right back with more on the Black and Blue Report right after these messages.
4: The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today.
2: What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is
6: Your results are back. Everything looks great.
2: Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1 866 Auctioner. That's O C H S N E R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.
9: This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Cane's in Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Cane's is fans' best friend. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers made fresh daily cane sauce. And a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Touchdown! Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love.
1: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our next guest today kind of reminds me of the way it used to be in pro sports, where whether it be in baseball or football, guys would play during the season and then they'd go work another job in the offseason. That's just the way it used to be before the game changed a little bit. But... Jay Richardson's our guest, and he's a uh, he's in a battle in camp right now to stick with these Saints for the upcoming season. And and uh, Jay, I, the reason I bring up the kind of that old school or that link to the old way is, you know, you, you're an insurance agency back in Ohio, yep. and and do you feel like that in some way you're in touch with those players, of the past having kind of had dual careers
10: the last couple of years? For me, these last two years have been no different than the guys in the 70s, man. I yeah. just uh, you know, I get ready for season, I train year-round, um, and then as soon as the off-season hits, it's literally back to work. I mean, as soon as practice is over with, I'm on the phone checking emails, I'm calling my business partner, making sure things are set up for the following week. I'm doing Skype interviews with potential clients, and it's just part of the hustle. What what got you into the insurance business? A uh, really good friend of mine who I played with at Ohio State, he... Uh, was done playing at the college and he started a brokerage. And then um, about my third year in the league, I'm sorry, my fourth year, when I was done with Seattle, um, the lockout hit, had a little time off. And he said, man, now's the time to get licensed, to get started on this. And let's see what we can do with your kind of draw in the in the you know central Ohio area, being a Buckeye, it'll help the business. And he was right. So it was a good start. Meanwhile, in the NFL, a regular job has eluded you now for a year or two. Yeah. Um, does it make you appreciate the game even more? Uh, Does know, it seem that obvious? I was just so thankful, you know, to have another shot at it. You know, and after you've been out of it for a year and a half or so, you, you get hungry for it and, and you appreciate the opportunity that uh, it really is. And you're just, you're just humbled and you're just thankful to have a shot and you just thank God every day for a shot to come out here, lace them up and have fun. And you don't feel the pressure like I did when I was, you know, younger. And it's different now. It's uh, It's more just an opportunity. 29, right? Oh, yeah. Don't take this the wrong way. When 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 you've been out of the league like that, uh, how do you stay relevant? Honestly, you just you just stay in shape first of all. You know, you just continue to keep your agent making the right calls, and you just stay with, stay in it. Keep your head in it. You know, continue to be involved, and continue to hang out with you guys, and continue to watch football, talk football, and work and do what you have to do. But. The moment you get a chance, you got to take advantage of the opportunity. Did the phone call from the Saints come out of the blue? Did it surprise you a little bit? Uh, yes and no. I had a workout with them in October um, after I was done with the Jets in the preseason. I had a pretty good showing in the preseason with the Jets, so I had a, a lot of attention from a lot of teams, but no one signed me. So when they called, I figured, okay, well, I guess they must have liked the workout, and you know, now I'm going to get a shot. And then, uh, sure enough, that's the situation. So everybody wants to almost
1: point to the fact that Rob Ryan knew you from the Raider days. Sure. But it, the way you're describing it to me now, this this is pre-Rob Ryan at this point.
10: Well, I was actually signed before yeah. Rob was coming. When I signed, I think Rob was still headed to St. Louis, I believe. Yep. So uh, I was thankful when I heard he was coming because he's an awesome coordinator and a great guy. So that that was always uh, a big plus for me. But yeah, I was already headed here. When when will you? Re- I don't want to say you'll ever relax. <laughs> when will you feel comfortable during this process this month? when I'm a part of this 53-man roster, yeah. and I got a job. In the meantime, it's, it's got to work. When you look at how the defense is shaping up, mm-hmm. I think that even, even without knowing what the future holds, you have to be proud of the way it's gone so far. You know what, I'm, I, think, I think I've gotten a little bit better every, every time out and every day, and I think I'm learning a new position and I'm getting a little bit better at it and uh, I'm just working on just the basics fundamentals. But at the end of the day, when you get out there on Sunday or Friday, it's preseason, mm-hmm. you know, when that ball snaps, you're just playing football. Because you
1: were in Rob's system in, in Oakland, has this given you, I don't want to say a leg up, but a chance to help the others along at making a, this, it, and it's really, it doesn't seem like it's a great adjustment,
10: but it is a little bit of one. Definitely. Um you know, when I was with Rob before, we were more 4-3 than 3-4, mm-hmm. but it's the same terminology. So when you're coming into a new system, but you know the terminology and you're familiar, it's very easy to pick up on it fast and to get used to the checks. And I know Rob's style of coaching, so I'm more comfortable and I can kind of help the younger guys along and kind of get them pointed in the right direction and just get ready to go. Preseason game number three coming up this weekend. Tell, yeah. tell me what this week of practice will be like for you and your teammates. This is the biggest week of practice of the preseason for us. This is going to be a long work week. This is going to be important for us to – to shape up a lot of things we've been working on to sharpen our skills a little bit. And also to, to show what what we're about this, this game. This is a big game, you know, prime time, and it's against the Texans, they're the real deal. And uh, the starters will be playing a lot. So you want to definitely have a good showing. And for me personally, it's my chance to show this team that I belong here and that, trust me, I'm needed. Jay, Sean Payton told us last week, you know, that if you looked
1: at the, the second preseason game, because of what you're talking about in preseason game number three, mm-hmm. where the starters play so much, mm-hmm. Do do you feel like in the first two preseason ga- preseason games, you've had enough to to make your case? Because it seems like snaps will be limited
10: now. No, my case is never made. I got I can always do more. I feel I feel I feel good about wh- what I've done. But I know I can do better. I know I got a little bit more in the tank, and I'm uh, just looking forward to showing it. I'm glad we got to meet. This was a great visit. Hey, it was great for me, too. Best of luck to you, Jay. Thank you. Jay Richardson with us,
1: uh, and he's in that battle like a lot of guys right now. We uh, are anxious to see how it all plays out. We'll have
9: more on the Black and Blue
1: report right after these messages.
9: This is Eric, general manager of the Raisin Canes in Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. Yeah. And that's when Raising Cane's is fans' best friend. No. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love.
3: Saints fans. Show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints Scratch-Off from the Lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 purchase.
0: Pelicans.com and New Saints.com. your first stop when following your teams.
1: Well, the Saints have uh, headed for the locker room. They are done for the day here on Airline Drive. A very hot, strenuous morning practice today on Airline Drive. And with that, we bring in John DeShazer once again. We'll wrap up today's black and blue report with a little post-practice analysis and a thought or two from head coach Sean Payton. But, uh, gee, John, talking to the players coming off the field today, I know it was warm today. But they were making it out to be that this is one of the harder practices they've had in a long time and a uh, long time being relative during training camp. But um, it sure seems like they got the screws put to them a little bit today.
6: Well, they had the pads on, so you know, again, we didn't attend and, and couldn't see. but you know, you would think, by the way, they were uh, were acting afterward that there might have been some contact involved. so you know we'll we'll see you know whether that that actually was the case. But you know they worked on the um third down installation. Uh, during practice and and yeah they looked like they went at it pretty good it was pretty warm out there and they looked like they went at it pretty good
1: Marcus Colston back again today we saw him for a little bit yesterday early in practice he looked to be moving much better he says he's not 100 percent but this is back-to-back days now for him on the practice field
6: well he's a guy who's he's not going to need a lot of reps but you do need to get him as close to health physically as you possibly can we don't know the extent of that foot injury or the surgery that he had in the off-season so you know he's working his way back into it he thinks he'll be ready for the season opener and that's the target date for him obviously but you know again he's working on it every day
1: talk to Zach Strieff uh, this afternoon um, he'll be on black and blue report tomorrow but Zach was telling me that this is still the middle of training camp. They've yet to even talk about Houston, even though all of us are talking about the game this weekend being the kind of the, the premier preseason game, if there is such a thing. One guy who did talk about it a little bit today, kind of gave, gave us his first thoughts on this weekend, is head coach Sean Payton, who says that not only is preseason game number three, that last big dress rehearsal, but it's against a team that can help them gauge really well where the Saints are right now.
10: They're one of the top teams in, in the league right now. And if you, it was a team I saw a lot of last year. They run the ball extremely well. They're very good defensively. They take it away. They're very good with their pass rush. And, you know, they built themselves an outstanding program. And we've, we've had a chance to kind of see it firsthand, you know, with the amount of work we've had with them, be it training camp practices, preseason games. But, you know, Rick and Gary, those guys, they, they've done a great job. And so... You know, we always look forward to the opportunity, and we played them quite a bit here in the preseason. But you know, this this will be a good test for our young team. You know, for a lot of our guys.
1: All right, so that gives us a little preview of what's to come for this weekend. I'm sure the players will be talking more about that as the week progresses. Any last thoughts about practice today before we wrap it up?
6: No, um, nothing significant comes out of it. I mean, uh, you know, everything was pretty pretty, pretty much routine as far as we could see, you know, the limited sight that we do get of it. Uh, we did notice that, um, that a couple of guys weren't working, Junior Gillette being one of them. He's still trying to get back from that injury. So, you know, it's obviously going to take a little bit more time. You know, we can't speculate on whether he's going to be ready for the season opener right now, but certainly it's taking some time for him to get back from that injury.
1: All right, so that'll do it for today's edition of the Black and Blue Report. Same practice schedule tomorrow for the Saints. They'll be outside, eight fifty to eleven twenty or so tomorrow on Airline Drive. And of course, we'll be right back with you tomorrow at one. Black and Blue Report tomorrow should have some interesting uh, guests lined up. David Wesley, I'm pretty sure, is stopping by tomorrow. We're efforting Tom Brenneman as well. He'll be calling the game for Fox this weekend. Saints and Texans. We will hope to have him join us as well. We hope you will too. However, you may join us, whether it be iTunes, the new Saints app, or via the team websites, Pelicans.com or NewOrleansSaints.com. Our thanks today as well to uh, Eric Gordon and Scott Fujita. Good guests today. For producer Dan and for John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.